Thought Bubble Audio. Up in the sky! You will never find the more wretched hive of scum and villainy. Welcome to Beer with Geeks with Tim and Frank. Who <laughs> are I'm Batman. I am Iron Man. Your friendly neighborhood Spider-Man. Hi, Christopher. I'm Nero. My name is Inigo Montoya. You're a wizard, Harry. A couple of guys with a couple of beers and a whole lot of pop culture nostalgia. Make it so, number one. Ladies and gentlemen, the Beatles! Name the dog in the ant. Life finds a way. I am serious. And don't call me Shirley. Now sit back and crack open a cold one, because it's time for Beer with Geeks. It comes in paints? Shaken, not stirred. Great Scott! I was way off. I knew it started with an S, though. Hi, and welcome to Beer with Geeks, where two geeks geek out with beer. I'm Tim, and with me, as always, is my fantastic friend, Frank. How are you today? You just said it yourself. I'm fantastic. That's good. I'm glad to hear it. I, that was a lot of alliteration. I'm I'm not going to be able to keep that up this whole episode, but I hope you will continue. Go ahead. I'll do my best. I'll do my best you, to you've be. Are, you've already failed. Best to be the boy that beat be alliteration. The, be the boy to be the boy to beat. Okay. That's that's doesn't sound like a great goal, actually. And because of this bombasticism, I will bellow about my beer. Wow, that was really good. It's almost like you're reading a Marvel comic from the '60s, Frank. <laughs> like really, the Merry Marvel Marching Society owner. Yeah. yeah. Oh my goodness. Uh, um, what, what beer I am are you drinking? drinking a beer. Uh, it is a Newcastle Brown Ale. Ooh, great yes, choice. Okay. I've been I've been to Newcastle, Frank. Have As you we now? talked about a couple of episodes ago on our Infinity War oh, podcast, that's right. to which that's I, w- right. I was in Newcastle, and then I took a train to Edinburgh and then found out they were filming the Avengers while I was there. So is the ale browner in Newcastle, or is that just a myth? I unfortunately was not there long enough to have a beer. I, I What good are you? got off a plane and got on a train. Like, that's that was it. So didn't have a beer, unfortunately. I am fortunately... Having one now, Frank, just so you know, I'm having a Peak Brewing Company's Fresh Cut, which is a dry hopped uh, pilsner. Yes. It is very good. It is. It, it is good. It is a very good one. Yes, yes. Peak Organic. I like the name Peak Organic. It's a Yeah, good I do be- too. Yeah. There's something about it just fills me with vigor. It's fantastic, really. It's utterly fantastic. I could have four. Fantastic, you say. I could have, I could have four. Easily, no question. Four. Potentially, potentially more. Fantastic four and maybe more. Mm-hmm, that indeed. sounds like a fantasy. That oh. just sounds like a fantasy. A fantastic... An, am- an amazing fantasy, Frank. Mm, Perhaps 15. Say. Amazing fantasy 15. Anyway, um, we're just beating around the bush here. Frank. Can, can, we, can we tell the people what we want to do today? Yes, I want to continue drinking this beer while Frank tells me a story. A story set... In an imaginary universe where he has chosen some people to play other people, one would say, where mm. they are people, are just people. Frank, uh, as of what recording this episode, it we have discovered that Comcast has put in a bid to buy Fox, which means that our dreams of a completed MCU might not come to fruition. 
and because comcast doesn't want us to have nice things people they want you to suffer they want you to suffer and toil if you're listening to this and you work for comcast i'm sorry but you work for the devil that's just that's just the way it works they hate humanity they hate everything somebody has just paid his comcast bill it seems so Mm. i've paid way too many comcast bills i've Mm. paid way more money than uh, anything they could ever possibly repay me i honestly hate this company with a fiery passion of a million suns, um, I wish Thanos would snap his fingers and wipe out Comcast. Not the people, just the company. Just the just company. The company itself. Just wipe it out of existence. And That'd allocate those people to other well-paying jobs. Yes, so give them other jobs uh, that are at companies better than Comcast, which really is not hard to do. Anyway, they just want us to have no fun and also to to take away net neutrality. But um, that's a story for a different day. We are here to talk about... Uh, a particular subset of what could be the Marvel Cinematic Universe, you know, if Comcast didn't suck. Um, and that would be the Fantastic Four. That is the correct, Fantastic Frank. Four. Yes, and, Marvel's and first family. Marvel's first family, the Fantastic Four, the first family, first family, Fantastic Four. I'm still going with the alliteration. And we, we want to do something we've done before, which is fantasy, fantasy casting. And since this is the Fantastic Four, I think we should call this the Fantastic Four Fantasy Football. Okay, even though we're not going to play football at yeah, all. Yeah, but it's like fantasy, fantasy, it's just, it's thing. It's, it's a more it's alliteration. You were just going for more alliteration. Correct. With the fan- Fantastic Four fantasy football. Yeah. Frank. Yes, sir. We are going to cast 10, 10 characters from the Fantastic yes. Four. Four yes, of them is. being the Fantastic Four themselves. Mm-hmm. And the, uh, the rest, the other six, we will leave as a mystery. So, mm. for those of you who are not aware, the Fantastic Four first premiered in 1961 as a comic book uh, in Fantastic Four number one, written by Stan Lee and drawn by Jack Kirby. We created these characters together to spring and launch the Marvel Universe, the uh, Marvel Comics Universe as we know it today. It was a game-changing comic, and nothing like it had ever existed before, and... People have kind of forgotten about the Fantastic Four, mostly because there have been three terrible movies. Four, if you count the one made in the 90s, that was never released. And so the the Fantastic Four have fallen out of favor. However, Frank loves them, and I love them, and we think it would be fun for them to rejoin the Marvel Cinematic Universe, or join for the first time, to join the Marvel family, since they are Marvel's first family. So, we are going to fancast them. Now, Mm -hmm. here we go. Frank, do you want to go first? Or do you want me to go first? You go first. Okay. You go first. I want you now. to kick this off. Okay, so we're going to kick off with Reed Richards, Mr. Fantastic himself. I, I was. This is the only one where I had. I have two choices, and the rest of them I only have one. Who were but, you, me? Yeah, uh, I know, right? <laughs> my first, my first, like, what I really, I tried to avoid ones that the internet is like, make this person this person. Sure. You know what I mean? Sure. Uh, like I, I don't want to just say things that other people have said, yeah. but a lot of people have said make John Krasinski read Richards. Yes, and I, I think heard. I think he's be, said he would do it too. He would be so good. He would. He, he fits the Marvel mold so well, like the the MCU mold. Yeah, and yeah. Ori- original. I like. There are a lot of variations of. Mr. Fantastic of Reed Richards, there's like the really brainy nerd and the recluse and like all these ones. But original Reed Richards is like scientist Indiana Jones. 
he's Indiana Jones who goes to space instead of to Egypt, like to to dig out a pyramid. Like that's the that's the Reed Richards I want to see on screen. I've seen two versions of the nerdy Reed Richards. It doesn't work. Reed Richards is the leader of the Fantastic Four, yeah. and so he needs to present himself that way as the leader. I think John Krasinski could do it, especially after seeing A Quiet Place. Like I saw, you know, you see a lot of muscle stretching on his part. Uh, Mr. Fantastic, muscle stretching. That's funny. Didn't mean to do that. Hey, yo. However, that's what people are saying. My pick, slightly controversial, Colin Farrell. Oh, he's okay. Interesting. Interesting. Um, The first reaction I have to that is he's a little older than I would have chosen for Mr. Fantastic. He's 41. But but a bit older than than I would have chosen for for like if it's like a an origin movie like a, a bit older than I would have chosen for that. Not yep. knocking it. In fact, there will be some picks later on that you'll probably say that about I'm at mine. Where you're like he's a little old for that or she's a little old for that. But um, interesting. I like he definitely has the the like dexterity as an actor to do that. Mm-hmm. I thought that Colin Farrell's underappreciated. He has an enormous range and he can be the quiet recluse he can be the action star he can be almost anything you need him to be on screen yeah i mean just watch daredevil right oh yes i agree so hard no just that's i know that's not the answer you were looking for um (laughs) i'm just kidding but but really if you look at a number of his films even little things like i mean this isn't reed richards type but um the um Mary oh in the Mary Poppins movie Saving Mr Banks he's excellent oh, yeah, in that oh yeah yeah the Lobster is a weird movie but he's excellent in that even Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them in Bruges he he's like he's really all over the place and I think you could channel that and he kind of looks the part like especially him now and I thought that he was okay as a choice even being a little bit older because. Downey Jr. was a little bit older to play Tony Mm, Stark. mm -hmm. You know, the man is nearing 60, and he is still playing this character. Mm, mm -hmm, So mm -hmm. I think think it's an okay choice. What do you think of what's yours? Uh, I think mine is a different direction. Uh, My Mr. Fantastic uh, is John Boyega. Whoa, way different direction. Way different direction. He's so young. I don't know how I feel about this. Yeah, but he's not like Miles Teller young. You know, he's got a little mm. a bit more gravitas than he doesn't he doesn't project like I'm in high school young. Um he's he projects like I'm a young adult young. Um which is sort of like that's what I would expect. I would expect someone in their like mid late 20s, maybe early 30s to like that's when I would sort of sort of like to see that happen for him mm. um so that's that's where that's where, where my head is at uh and i think john boyega brings a he's not the total nerd um like a miles teller had been um he's a little bit more of like he's got a little more swagger he's a little more adult frankly uh and has more of a personality than a miles teller because miles teller is like the comcast of actors uh but <laughs> <laughs> That's so true. Uh, I don't like Miles Teller at all. I, you don't like him at all. Um, I think I've said it before on this show. Um, yeah. Um, but uh, uh, yeah, I, I think that he would be a fresh, interesting, uh, different, different take. 
Wow. I went for comic book type and you went for totally different and out there. I, I went for more of like it. the action hero type. I um, love it. Yeah. This is not, odd, not quite the I, Indiana Jones scientist like you were saying, but mm-hmm. but a bit more of the action hero type. Odd. He is short to play Reed Richards. He's not a he's not yeah, super tall. Yeah, that can be fixed. Boxes and stuff. Yeah, 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 whatever. But good choice. Tom Cruise is short too. That's a good point. Invisible Woman, Mary Elizabeth Winstead. Ooh, I like her a lot. She's really good. Me too. Also underrated. And yes. I think, I mean, given how many colors of hair she has in Scott Pilgrim, I think she could probably be blonde. Oh, and, yeah. She could pull it off. I think, but she has, Mary Elizabeth Winstead exudes warmth, I think. Mm-hmm. And I mm-hmm. think Sue Richards needs to have that quality about her. You yeah. Know, she she needs you need to feel comfortable in her presence. That's mm. be, whereas whereas Reed is can be stoic because he's kind of trapped in his head. Sue is the antithesis to that. And she is the welcoming, like, you know, come tell me anything kind of person. And I think Mary Elizabeth Winstead can do that, but also be the action heroine when she needs to be sure. Um, as the most powerful member of the Fantastic Four, I think she could pull that off. What's, I think so. She's a good pick. I like that. What say you for yours? Um, question before you say that. Why are you looking in the middle of your beer bottle? Like, uh, just because. I just like the way the light is hitting it right now. Oh, okay. That's it, it's just... It's not distracting. I'm just curious as to what's happening while we're chatting. I was they... just the the light caught it in an interesting way, and I was like, "Oh, look at that! That's that's cool." Wow. Um, sorry that I'm a nerd. Uh, so my pick uh for uh Sue Storm, Sue Richards, um, again different direction than yours. So like keep you know keep it in in mind. Um, Letitia Wright, who has been playing Shuri in Black Panther. Oh, see, I avoided people in the MCU because yeah, if they were I joining didn't. the MCU then they, that doesn't work. I, I I didn't. I mean like I'm not thinking of it as like strictly as an MCU film. I'm just thinking of like who would be in a vacuum, who would be the the best the people I would want in, in this film. So Oh, that changes the rules. I guess completely. I'm playing a slightly different Yeah, sorry we didn't we didn't really confer on that part. I didn't realize no. that was the the That that's okay. It doesn't matter. Point. But it's, it's she's fine. a great she's she's very good. Did you know she and John Boyega are friends? They were I did in, not know that actually they were in acting no. school together. Hmm. I had no idea. I just I saw. No I I just saw a post of them at the Met Gala, and oh. and he said we and in the post he said we used to get McDonald's after acting class and talk about the future, and here we both are now at the Met Gala. Like, That's so awesome. I know it's cool. It's really cool. So that's actually. Very accidental on your part, but very cool that you very went cool. in that direction. So why did you choose her? Um, I think that Sue Storm should have... I always call her Sue Storm, not Sue Richards. Um, I feel like she should have a fun-loving aspect to her. She should... Where, where Reed is the brains, I think she should be the heart and the and sort of the laughter uh, in the group. And, and, I mean, Johnny brings plenty of that, too, but... Um, I think that she should be sort of the his his other half as as Reed's other half. Um, she should bring a little levity, um, and while being his his equal, you know, and and being his um, 
his like full partner. I think it's important she brings different aspects to to the group that, than he does. Um, so I feel like she's done a, a real she it does a really great job of playing smart, um, mm-hmm. obviously, and being funny and having a little sass. Um, and the idea of balancing out someone like a Reed Richards who is, um, like you said, a little bit more stoic, uh, the scientist. Um, I think it's important to have that that other half as well while being his, you know, almost as equal in terms of the science. Um, so that was, that's my reasoning. That's good. I like it. I like that reasoning. The Human Torch, I went with Ansel Elgort. I almost picked him. Oh, cool. I very nearly picked him. Cool. And then I changed it, like, almost at the last minute. That's cool. I had good a pick. Hard, I had a hard time choosing the Human Torch, actually, because I'm not... There are a lot of good actors in their 20s that I think that probably could do it, but he is a lead. I feel like having a cast that has almost lead power in themselves is important, that they don't feel like they sh- you know shrink within themselves, like you, they don't mm-hmm. need each other to survive. They can survive on their own, and he is... He can... He's got quite a range on him, which I think is important for Johnny Storm, that it's not just the, hey, I'm fun-loving and don't care about stuff. And I think that jo- to for the audience to connect with Johnny, he needs to have a, a subtext. And I think Ansa Elgort does subtext really well. Mm. So mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What's, your, what's your pick? Um, well, you're not, so sorry, MCU bells are going to go off again here, but Tom Holland... Yeah, okay. Okay. He's a little... I don't know. I don't know if I can really see him in that role, actually. Okay. I, I Walk me through it. Why Tom I, Holland? I feel like the Human Torch, Johnny Storm, is... Uh, he's definitely the like comic relief of the group. Um, he's the, he's the younger brother. He's, I mean, if you watch the, the, uh, Josh Trank, uh, fantastic, Fantastic fant, fant, um, then he's not the comic relief, but that's sort of the role that I've thought of him in. And not necessarily like Chris Evans was where he was sort of like, like kind of douchey. Um, but I just think sort of like he should be kind of, kind of Spider-Man like, um, in his sense of humor, in his quipping, in his, um, uh, in his overall attitude and demeanor. So I feel like because of the similarities that I see, not in these characters in general, but in some personality traits, I think that Tom Holland has, Tom Holland has that in him. Okay. I can see that. It's funny. Now that you say that. I can see it, but know who actually, what Spider-Man would have made a better Human Torch is Andrew Garfield. Probably would have been a really good Human Torch back in the day. Not now. He's too old for it now. Yeah, but, but you're like, right. A few years ago. His version of Spider-Man, that like real sassy, yeah. almost kind of pricky Spider-Man. Like that. Yeah, a little, yeah, it was a little more bite to him than there, than there is Tom Holland. Yeah, the, he might have yeah. been, been a good Human Torch. Yeah, yeah mm. that's true. I, I, I would buy that. Okay. The Thing. I love my pick for this. Are you ready? Okay, yeah. And I have a few reasons why, and I'll tell you. John Hamm. Okay. 
Interesting. All right. I feel like he's like too good looking to turn him into a rock monster. Exactly. So please tell me. Exactly. That's one of my reasons because everyone's okay. like cast John Hamm as literally any character, and I to me it's hilarious. It would to cast John Hamm as somebody <laughs> who you wouldn't see. <laughs> like that's okay. I will give you that. That's pretty good. But that's the, pretty. It's pretty good, right? Okay. Yeah. So, but there's a couple of there's a couple of other reasons. One, John Hamm has an incredible range. Like he yes. is, he can be silly and fun-loving. He can be dangerous. He can be anything. But Ben Grimm, like Sue Storm, has to exude warmth and comfortability. Even though yep. he's a giant, even though he's a giant rock monster, you have to feel comfortable up to go up and appreciate him. And part of the reason that Ben is so upset about being the thing is that he looks terrible, and that he was, he you know, a regular-looking person before. So if you looked like John Hamm. And then you became a rock monster, you would be upset. In a weird way, it's kind of like Doctor Doom being like really handsome and then being disfigured. It has that kind of, it has that they they're kind of paralleled that way. Um, but I think John Hamm exudes fun, and Ben Grimm to me really needs to bring that to the table mm. for an audience to connect with him. I almost cast Christopher Maloney because I think he can do the same oh, thing. Oh, that's good. Yeah, I, I, because I think he can do the same thing. But the everyone wants John Hamm to play a superhero thing, like edged him in just because I think it would be hilarious for him not to be to be like a completely mocapped character. <laughs> I think he would also that's... think that was funny. Like, if yeah, like, I, think I don't want right. to be a superhero, but I'll be mocapped because that's funny to me. I so. think you're very right about that, that he totally, totally would. Yes, he would completely be on board with that for that reason alone. Uh, that's great. That's a really, really good call. I love that. Okay, so what's yours? My Ben Grimm, um, Alan Tudyk. Oh, I love Alan Tudyk. That's yeah. a really interesting choice. Yeah. Yeah, uh, you know, obviously doesn't have the physique for it exactly. Like, you know, it's it's not as. So, I mean, technically, Mark Ruffalo doesn't have the physique to be the Hulk. Sure, sure. Um, but I guess what I'm saying is it's it's not as, you know, clear cut as um, I was name the guy who played him in the the first Fantastic Four uh, uh, iteration. Jamie Campbell. Jamie no, Campbell? no, no, no. Um, oh, Michael Chiklis. My Chiklis. That's I was like something oh. with a ch. Chickless, yeah. He doesn't, you know, Chickless kind of like, yeah, he looks like the, like, you know, he's like a better looking version of the thing. Um, you know, <laughs> I, know I, 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 I know what you mean. He's got yeah. like the, he, the shape of his head and everything is like, oh, I could see that. Right, um, exactly. He's a bald guy and everything. But Tudyk, mm -hmm. you're like, he's a skinny guy. But that doesn't doesn't fit at all. But but his physicality and his um, delivery, uh, his deadpan, uh, I think are all things that, that, fit we know he can do mocap really well because of uh rogue one and irobot mm -hmm. mm -hmm. um so yeah to me those those are things that qualify him for that that's a good that's a very interesting choice i love alan tudyk all right let's move on to the fantastic four supporting cast um some of them are villains some of them are not um we'll start with a not alicia masters girlfriend mm -hmm. of the thing Yes. Do you want to do her and uh, her father, and Master, together? Sure. So I put. Uh, so when I was making this list, I put Alicia Masters, who is when she she's a blind. She for people who don't know, Alicia Masters is a blind sculptor, and so when she comes across 
Ben Grimm, the thing in his rock form. She, they fall for one another, but she does. She cannot base how she falls for him on what he looks like because she can't see him, and so she falls for him as the person that he just is, and that's what really attracts Ben to her. And so, I thought someone who I needed somebody for Alicia that was kind of around the same age as John Hamm. I thought it was important that they like be contemporaries of one another in some sense. But then also somebody that like Sue or Ben himself like exuded some kind of warmth and energy and somebody who could an expert actress who could pretend to be blind and be believable. So I chose Rachel Weiss. Oh, nice. Yeah, nice. She's an excellent actress, like really, really top notch. And I think that Alicia is a Alicia is a very can be a very strong character. Mm -hmm. She doesn't have to be a sideline character. And I think especially if you include the puppet master, her her father in it. I just got that her last name's Masters and her father's name is the puppet master. Puppet master. Yeah, I just realized that, too. That's like two minutes ago. Yep. That's okay. Um. And so anyway, so along with that, I was like, okay, well, who could be her father? I, somebody who, the puppet master is a a silly villain. He like makes sculptures and can control people with them like like a voodoo doll almost. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So I thought, all right, well, that's silly. But if you get, if you get somebody to move past the silly to make silly believable, Yes. Then it then it works, and so I went with master actor Mark Rylance. Oh, he's really good. Isn't he's he really good. So good. Yeah, that's good. That's good. He's like the right age to be her father and everything. That's that's good. Yep, he's and, really good. And he could play. I think he could play a really quiet, evil man. Mm. You know, but mm-hmm. one that mm-hmm. is also can successfully fool his daughter into thinking that he's not that. You know, right. he could play that double-sided nature. So those are my those are my pick for the masters. Uh, what are what's yours? All right. Um. So I again a little bit of a different direction, but I think I feel pretty good about this. Um, for Alicia Masters, I went with Gina Rodriguez from oh. Jane the Virgin. Yeah, she's a great actress. She's a great actress. I think she would. Um, bring a bubbliness. Um, that so far I don't I don't really. Ha- I mean, Letitia Wright brings a bubbliness, but it's a, it's a different a different kind of bubbly. Mm-hmm. Um, that I think would be necessary, especially if you put her alongside Alan. You know, Alan Tudyk is the thing. Um, and presumably he's gonna. Yes, he's funny, but presumably uh, Ben Grimm is feeling bad about the whole I'm a rock monstrosity thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I think she has a sweetness and a heart. Um, that could make a rock monster feel loved. Um, and I just think she's a great actress. Uh, I, I have, uh, thanks. I have as her father, and this one is a little bit tough to digest as a villain, but Jimmy Smith's. Oh, I love Jimmy Smith's. I think he could do anything he wants to. I think he can too. I've never really seen him as a bad guy per se. But sometimes um, that makes a good bad guy. That's what I think, and especially if the idea is that she's he's supposed to convince his daughter that he's not. Mm-hmm. 
like yeah. who better than somebody who you're sort of like but he's so kind of always he's kind of always a good he's, a, he's, he's really just a good guy. Jimmy Smith I want to give him a hug yeah yeah I um, feel like he would be really like he he's it would be a really cool thing to see him take that on that sort of like I'm I'm bad but I'm pretending to be good like because there's a there's a, a paternal side of him that we've seen before that he would need to exude uh but then there's also the whole you know, villain thing mm-hmm. and the whole voodoo thing. And I think that he's got just enough gravity, maybe not on a Mark Rylance level, but he's got, he's just enough of a serious actor that he could sell it. That's cool. That's a cool choice. Let's go to a character that people love to see get right on the big screen. Dr. Doom, mm. the consummate fantastic four villain. Mm-hmm. My, ch- my choice, Luke Evans. Oh, very good. Very good. People who don't know Luke Evans, he played Gaston in Beauty and the Beast, the yeah. live action one. Um, Dracula Untold, he played Bard in the Hobbit films. He, Luke Evans is an incredible actor and does not get the credit that he deserves for almost any film that he's in. He's always, for whatever reason, like not the focus. He's almost in some, like, he, I'm trying to think of another person that is kind of like, but I, I can't right now. Um, but I think he's great, and I think that he could really bring real gravitas to Doctor Doom and get it right, but not overact the heck out of it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think because Doctor Doom's face is covered the whole time because he's in a suit of armor, I think you need a good eye acting, as I like to call it. Yeah, and I think that he, I think he could really do it. That's my, that's my, that's so that's my pick, Luke. Bloody Luke Evans, what a great guy. Um, Solid pick, solid, solid pick. What's yours? Um, So I went with, um, tell me if you don't, you might not know this actor, Vincent Castle. I, oh, I know that. Yeah, 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 he's got big kind of curly, curly hair. Yeah, he's a French actor. He was in Black Swan. I think it's supposed to, I think it's Cassiel. I don't know if it's Castle. Maybe it's Cassel, Cassiel, yeah, I'm not sure. It's it's French, so I, I, I apologize if I'm mispronouncing it, but he's from Black Swan. He was in Ocean's 12, 12. or 13. I think he's in 12. Okay. Um. So, yeah, he is in particular in Black Swan. He has a bite and a subtlety where he's just like, you just hate him. You just hate him. Um, That's and so, so true. He's, he's like the Comcast of characters, and he... <laughs> uh, he <laughs> is... uh, I love that it's a running gag now. <laughs> my favorite part. <laughs> Please continue. And uh, he, uh, I think, would bring a, a subtlety to Doctor Doom that we definitely didn't have in the Josh Trank Fantastic Four, mm-hmm. where he was sort of like, if you put, if you put the worst parts of Kylo Ren and Anakin together, that would give you that Doctor Doom. Um, yes, but with less purpose, um, and more. I'm from Latveria, and now I'm gonna go through the portal. A little bit. That's kind of mm-hmm. it. Um, it's kind of it. It's kind of all there is to him. So, um, yeah, I, 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 I since that version of Doctor Doom was truly the Comcast of characters, I feel like bringing the actor <laughs> who uh, portrayed the Comcast of humans. Um, in would be a perfect fit. No, but really, uh, I I think he would he would bring a a subtlety 
um, to a, a subtle evil that's like almost like a Bond villain, but not in the in the bad way, in the like so evil you love to hate them way. Right. Um, I think he would be really good for. I would love to see him uh, play that play that character. That's a really good choice. I would not have ever thought of him, but like solid choice. I love it. He's he's Thank a great you. actor. Okay, three left. Okay, Silver Surfer. The Herald of Galactus, so I think we all know who's coming next. Um, actually, let's just do Silver Surfer and Galactus together. How we do, how about okay. we do that? Um, sure. The Silver Surfer, my choice, is Matt uh, is Dan Stevens. Dan Stevens. Dan, that is Dan Stevens played the Beast in Beauty oh, and the, Be- okay. the action Beauty and the Beast. He stars on Legion on FX, and he played Matthew in Downton Abbey, and he's been in. A bunch, a bunch of other stuff. Um, he is actually attached, rumored to be attached to the Doctor Doom film that Fox is trying to churn out right now because the creator of Legion is writing it or something like that. Oh, um, got it. And so he was almost my choice for Doctor Doom, but I think he he's really he has a bit of a he's got a bit of a range, and he's he's very likable when he's on screen kind of no matter what he's doing like and we know and he has experience playing cg characters because he played beast um and so i think like the importance of dr doom and eye acting i think physicality and makes a huge difference with the silver surfer that's why doug jones played him in rise of the silver surfer (laughs) so Uh, yeah right so i uh, well he at least played his body because lawrence fishburne yeah the voice I have things to say about that when we get to, when he has to be my turn. Okay. It's funny you brought that up. Okay. You go ahead. All right. So um, Dan Stevens should be bigger than he is, kind of like yeah. Luke Evans or anything like that. And I think Silver Surfer would be really good for him. On top of that, the, um, he is the Herald for Galactus, who will not be a giant space cloud in my film, but actually the giant Galactus that he is my choice because you're really probably only going to, you're only going to see his chin. You need somebody a with a good chin, but be somebody who could deliver something out to you that like somebody that like, yes, I'm 150 feet tall and you can all deal with it and I'm going to make it believable. My choice is Sam Neill. Oh, good chin. Yeah. Good chin, right? Good chin. Yeah. Yes. I think he, cause Galactus didn't, look like he's 30 years old he looks middle-aged or like beyond yeah. middle age at this point yep and i think that i th- i kind of thought of sam neil as merlin when he was in that and like he has a lot of that same kind of presence and power and i think that he would do well as galactus that's my choice what is what are your choices so uh m- when I was sitting down to, I, I thought about Silver Surfer and I thought, well, again, here's this sort of like a mocap character, right? M- most likely. Um, and he, I think of the Silver Surfer as being sort of like tall and lanky. And uh, here I am sitting here and I'm like, I feel like Doug Jones would be really good for Silver Surfer. <laughs> yeah, you're right. And- he would be. Yeah, and uh, uh, it turns out he did that already. Mm-hmm. Um, he did. As I was doing some Googling, I was like, oh, damn it. That's why that seems like such a good idea. 
Because <laughs> somebody already had it. Because somebody already did it. So I was like, okay, ne- never mind. I take it back. Um, the other, so my my real pick then um, is uh, I did a a one person for the body, one person for the voice, kind of like they did in Rise of the oh, Silver Surfer. Sh- sure. Um, for the body, uh, Yunus Suatamo, who who is the new Chewbacca. Oh. Oh, okay. Great idea. He's the guy who does Chewbacca now. Yeah, tall, lanky, uh, very tall, um, and has that is good at like physical acting. You know, he takes direction well when it comes to like physicality, um, which I think is important for mm-hmm. a role like this because he's acting with his body. That's right. Um, so much, and for the voice, I thought Michael Dorn. Michael Dorn, remind me of who that is. Worf on Star Trek. The oh, Generation. sure. Oh, yeah. that would be cool. Yeah. Yeah, really good booming voice and uh, really good. And like, I, I I've always loved his voice. I I love him just as an actor all around. Um, but but I think his voice is one of his one of his best assets. That's why I've never really pictured even when I was a kid the Silver Surfer with a booming voice. It didn't seem like that went together for me. Interesting. And same with like when Lawrence Fishburne played him in the film, I was like I feel like Doug Jones would just be a better Silver Surfer on his own. I ima- I, I've I always imagined Silver Surfer more like Dr. Manhattan. So like more like Billy Crudup. Like that mm. version. Like kind of mm-hmm. light and mm-hmm. airy and almost remote, like emotionally removed. Wistful. Yeah, and so actually, Billy Crudup would be a great Silver Surfer. He would uh, actually. Yeah, now that I think about it, but um, but anyway, so that's an interesting, interesting choice. Michael Dorn's got a great voice, really great voice. But what's yeah. your what's your Galactus pick? Galactus pick. Um, this is definitely this is definitely off the beaten path. Um, and I didn't think of it quite the same way you thought of Sam, like the, the, the chin and the uh, and the age stuff. I hadn't really thought of it in the same way. Uh, for this, I really went with an actor who I really like, who I think plays villains very well, uh, and that is Mahershala Ali. Oh, he's so good. Mahershala so good. Ali is so good. Uh, people, so he played good. Cottonmouth in yep. Luke Cage. He was in. Um, Oh, House goodness. of Cards. House of Cards. He was in. He was a good guy. He was a nice person in Hidden Figures. Yes, and and a, arguably a, a good person in Moonlight. He was a drug dealer, but he, but he brought he took in the kid, or he was he won an Oscar for him. that. Yeah, he was really good in it too. Yeah, yeah. So, oh, what a good choice! Great choice. I love it. Yeah, I I really really like him. Since House of Cards, I've really been like captivated by him. And then, uh, when he was in, um, Luke Cage, I really really like he I, he got so much screen time in Luke Cage that I was like, this guy is just amazing. Like this guy really deserves to, like win all kinds of awards. And then like six months later, he won an Oscar. So right, um, there you go. Yeah, works out. Yeah, good, great choice. Awesome, awesome choice. Okay, so. Thanks. Our last, our last one, number ten. I think it's important. I think it's important for people to know that um, the Fantastic Four is not always with the Human Torch. Sometimes they have a lovable robot sidekick named Herbie, not the car. And beep, beep. exactly. And so I thought, okay, who's? It's almost like the Jarvis in its own, like the next stage Jarvis of of the Fantastic Four even though Herbie's been around, was decades around before computer Jarvis. So I thought, okay, so who 
what's an offbeat choice who could just be the best voice in the world? And I landed on nobody other than Allison Janney as the voice of Herbie. Oh, that's a really good choice. Yeah, because I who doesn't love Allison? She's the Allison Janney's the best, and I like she'd be like the most fun robot in the entire world. Yep, that so that is my that is my choice. That's my choice for Herbie. For people, Herbie exists because there was a there was a cartoon in the sixties or seventies, the Fantastic Four cartoon in the sixties seventies, that the studio didn't want the Human Torch to be there involved because they thought kids would try to set themselves on fire if they saw somebody with fire powers or and being okay. So they replaced um, they replaced the Human Torch with Herbie the robot. And that's where mm. that's where he comes from, um, mm-hmm. but I, I'm going with Allison Janney as the voice of Herbie. What is what is your choice? Um, so my choice uh, is something that's like on on the been on my mind lately. Um, I've been uh, watching and podcasting about Krypton, and I really like Blake Ritson who plays Brainiac on that show. Oh, okay. Um, I think he's a really really gifted actor, uh, and I think that he would actually be really cool to lend his voice to, to, to that character. Cool. Cool. I like it. I like Just it purely, much. I like the guy's voice, and he's a great actor. Cool. I think that's great. Now, I have th- I have three characters that I want to do really fast because I I did them, but you didn't. Um, yeah. Honorable mentions. Honorable mentions for three characters, Mole Man, Annihilus, and Super Scroll, because we're probably not going to do it on their fan cast, so we might as well include the big ones. Mole Man is the first character the Fantastic Four ever fought in Fantastic Four number one. He's on the cover, um, or at least one of the creatures is on the cover, and as you pointed out before we started recording, that is that is why in the the end of the first Incredibles film, like giant mole, the mole people pop up. That is a homage to Fantastic Four number one. Cause the, the Undertaker, exactly, because the Incredibles is nothing really but the Fantastic Four in a different setting. So my choice for Mole Man is Walter Goggins. Do you know who Walter Goggins is? Oh, I do know who that is. Actually, yes, yeah, he's a really interesting actor, and he's got really like big, expressive eyes. And I thought that he would, does. I thought that would be fun for Mole Man. I think he could play it with a a wink and a nod, but still be menacing when he needed to be. Um, and then Annihilus, who is the kind of ruler of the negative zone, which in some versions of the Fantastic Four is where the Fantastic Four get their powers from. Um, there's an experiment in the negative zone. And my choice for Annihilus is Killian Murphy, who played oh, sure. Scarecrow, Scarecrow in, in, yeah. in the Dark Knight trilogy. He is can be a very very scary person and actually wasn't really thinking about scarecrow when when i cast him in that i actually oh, thought obviously of... you were thinking about his his role in tron legacy right that's what you were thinking oh i of. forgot he was in tron legacy um i actually thought about the movie red eye with oh, rachel, never Ma- seen it, with but... rachel mcadams mm-hmm. he's really creepy and terrifying in that film i believe it and i i think that he could do a really good job and the super scroll which is a scroll, which is an alien race, and the scroll, the super scroll, is one of one of the warrior alien scrolls that has all the Fantastic Four's powers. And I settled on not settled, but I went for um, Taraji P Henson. Ah, oh, so good. 
because she, she's so fantastic. She's she fantastic and she can do anything. I agree. And she can, especially on Empire, like she can really exude dangerous, I yeah. think. And but she also has this whole other range. And I thought instead of just like a smashy, smashy villain, she might do something really interesting with it. Um, so that those are my those are my last choices. That's good. That's really good. Yeah. All right. So solid. Thank you. Thank you. So that wraps up our talk. Our fantastic four fantasy football cast. Um, whatever you decided to call it, you can find us on the internet at Beer with Geeks at Facebook, Gmail, and Twitter. You can also find us on Patreon at patreon.com slash audio if you want to support us. You can head over to iTunes and give us a five-star review. Beer with Geeks are all of our other Thought Bubble Audio shows. You can also find Frank at DragonCon this year hanging at the Stark Expo. Frank, why don't you explain that? Yeah, well, we're going to be putting on a night of live podcasts for charity, benefiting uh, generosity.org. Uh, they provide clean water, clean drinking water to people who don't have it in parts of the world where it's hard to get. Um, they dig wells, all that kind of stuff. It's a cause that's near and dear to the heart of Brian Austin Green, uh, the actor from 90210. You know, he's David Silver. Uh, and he played Derek Reese on uh, Terminator the Sarah Connor Chronicles. And he was also Metallo, John Corbin on Smallville. Um, really good actor. He's got his own podcast with my friend Derek. It's called With Brian Austin Green. They're going to do a live With Brian Austin Green episode in front of the audience at Switchyards, September 1st during Dragon Con in Atlanta. Um, we're also going to be doing live Starkfield's House of L, live Geek Out Loud uh, with Derek Russell, with Steve Glosson, with uh, Graham Hancock, with live music from Dane Davenport and myself. I'll be there as well. Uh, not doing the music, doing the podcasting. Um, it's going to be a whole lot of fun We've already sold out our VIP tickets, uh, but there are still tickets available. And again, if you want to, all the proceeds will go to generosity.org for a good cause. We're going to have a great time, have a lot of fun. Um, we'll get to hang out and enjoy our enjoy ourselves. And when you're not at the con, you can come in and hang out with us one night only. Um, it's a one-time event, and it should be a blast. So head on over to starkexpolive.eventbrite.com to buy tickets and uh, help out a good cause. Oh, good stuff. Good stuff. Well, Frank, this has been super fun. Um, I know that um, potentially Disney or potentially Comcast will own the X-Men. We could try for that another time. But since that s series of films are still going on, you know, it will be, you know, a little harder. Yeah, we'll see what happens there. We'll see. Yeah. What, we'll see what happens. But um, but anyway, I think this was fun. So until next time. Cheers. cheers.